Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hey, One Hope Church, One Hope Friends. Peter here, continuing our Bible reading podcast this season of Lent, going through the Gospel of Mark. And uh, our reading for today is uh, Mark chapter uh, 8, uh, verses 22 to 33, in which we see Jesus heal a blind man, uh, followed by the great confession of Peter, uh, confessing that Jesus, you are the Christ, the Messiah. And uh, in Matthew's version, he says, you are the Christ, the Son of God, uh, which is kind of makes this passage, this reading, that uh, confession of Peter, um, kind of the climax of the Gospel of Mark. Uh, many have noted that uh, the Gospel of Mark kind of has these bookends in which there's a confession that Jesus is the Son of God. Uh, it begins with that in Mark chapter 1, verse 1, the beginning of the Gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And it ends uh, that way, too, with the centurion making that confession when he saw how Jesus died on the cross. Verse 39 of chapter 15, And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus heard his cry and saw how he died, he said, Surely this man was the Son of God. And so here we have Peter right in the middle of the book making that a similar confession. You are the Messiah. And again, in Matthew's version, he says, You are the Christ, the Son of God. Uh, from that, though, he goes on to uh, talk about how he must suffer and die. Mark chapter 8, verses 31 to 32. And this is really what I want to focus on for this podcast. It says this, And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days uh, rise again. And he was stating the matter plainly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. And it's after that that Jesus says, Get behind me, Satan. And uh, you're not thinking like God thinks, like man thinks. And uh, so kind of a rebuke there to Peter after he had this his great mountaintop moment of, of uh, making that confession. But the key phrase here that I just really want to kind of land on in this reading is is the phrase where Jesus says that the Son of Man must suffer. Now that term, uh, Son of Man, uh, was a, a messianic title. It's a reference to the book of Daniel, in which uh, in Daniel 7 speaks of one like a Son of Man, coming with great power, a messianic figure who would come to right every wrong and bring justice, bring victory. But Jesus says the Son of Man must suffer. You know, there was no concept for the Jews of Jesus' day, uh, of their time, thinking that the Messiah would come to suffer. They didn't have that mindset. In fact, you know, we see some such clear references like in Isaiah about the suffering servant. Um, but those passages um, actually at the time were not applied to the Messiah. They didn't think that could possibly mean the Messiah because how could the Messiah suffer? That was unthinkable. Uh, it makes perfect sense to us now, but it, back then they they didn't uh, see that as applying to the Messiah. Same thing with Psalm 22, which gives so clear references to the uh, even the, he's they've pierced my hands and feet prophecies of the Messiah's suffering, even uh, in that visual uh, image of the future cross event. Uh, they there as well did not at the time see that as a messianic prophecy. Because again, how could the Messiah suffer? So Jesus makes a major revelation here by saying, 
uh, that the Son of Man must suffer. He's kind of he's shining some light on some things that were not understood about the coming Messiah. But the key word there that I just really want to focus on is that word must. He actually must suffer, Jesus tells them. Uh, he's not just predicting his death. He's telling them that he is choosing to die. He's telling them that this is part of the plan, that this must happen, that salvation and ultimate victory is impossible for humanity without this happening. He must suffer and die. Why? Why couldn't God, uh, why, why can't God simply forgive everyone? Why did he have to die on the cross? Why can't he just forgive everyone? And the answer is, if you really think about it, no one can actually just forgive another person for any wrong they've done. Someone always has to pay. For example, if, I, if you came to my house and accidentally broke something, let's just say a lamp or something, um, I could do one of two things. I could make you pay for a new lamp, or I could say, you know what, don't worry about it, I forgive you. But if I forgive you, then I'm the one who has to buy a new lamp. Or else I have to get used to living in a darker room. Someone always has to pay. Now that's kind of a trivial example, but think about something more serious. If a person robs me of an opportunity, uh, or my reputation, or, or takes something dear to me away, or harms me in some way that cannot be undone, then I also am left with two choices. I can try to get even with them, you know, hurt them in some way, ruin their reputation or whatever, or... I can choose to forgive them, but if I choose to forgive them, then every time I want to get even and cause them pain for what they have done to me, uh, I choose to absorb that pain myself because it hurts to, to not take vengeance. That hurts. It can be an agony to uh, not try to get even. Someone always has to pay. Someone always has to suffer. Now, take all that to an infinite level, to an infinite level of injustice that we have done as finite humanity to a holy and infinite God, and suddenly the notion that someone has to pay becomes infinitely greater. And so infinite God had to become a finite human being, Jesus Christ, to pay the price as both Son of Man and Son of God, the debt that we could not pay. God could not just forgive us. Someone had to suffer. You know, the book of Hebrews says that there is no forgiveness without the shedding of blood. Someone has to pay. Jesus paid. The Son of Man, Jesus said, had to suffer and be rejected and die. He did for you and me. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you went to the cross for us, not just to demonstrate your love for us, though it does that, but because you had to suffer and die for us to be saved. It had to happen. We don't fully understand it, but we can kind of get a little glimmer of understanding by just kind of understanding that, that someone always has to pay when there's, when there's a wrong done. We can't just forgive. And so thank you for that you have infinitely forgiven our debt. And you infinitely suffered for us on the cross. Only you could have done that. Uh, only uh, you as man uh, could have done that and at work in our place. So thank you for that. We bless your name, Jesus. We rest in that today. And uh, just thank you, Lord, so much uh, this season of Lent as we reflect on the greatness of what you've done for us through the cross. In Jesus' name, 
Amen.